We thank you for the blessings of life, your love, your mercy, your grace. And uh, Father, Miss Anita would like to uh, lift up some traveling grace uh, prayers uh, this morning. Uh, Melody and them are traveling uh, back, I believe she said today. So we pray for travel grace and safety for them. Uh, she'll be going uh, out of town as well. Uh, Friday, I believe she said. So we pray for travel grace and safety for her. Uh, as well. Uh, Miss Sue praying for travel grace uh, for the Applegates. They're in Canada uh, visiting churches up there and uh, even today they'll be traveling uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, been getting a lot of snow and uh, certainly it's uh, very cold up there. So we just pray for travel grace and safety and Lord they'll have good meetings up there and uh, that you'll bless them and that they'll be a blessing uh, to the churches up there as well. Uh, Miss Barbara, uh, Brother True, would like to pray for their son, Lord. Uh, uh, he's looking for another place to live there in California, and certainly that could be uh, a difficult thing to do. So we lift that up, pray that you'll bless and lead and guide in that as well. Uh, Brother Bob, uh, continued prayer request and, and praise too. We thank you that Robert's doing better with his knee, still battling a lot of soreness and pain. So we lift him up to you today. Pray, Lord, that'll get better and better as the days go on ahead, and just pray that you'll bless. Uh, Miss Emma would like to pray for everybody, and uh, Father, also those uh, particularly down in Mississippi, uh, a lot of tornadoes, uh, loss of life, and a lot of property damage and so forth down there, Lord. So we just pray for all of that and pray that you'll be with them and their families uh, during this difficult time. Pray for Miss Barbara Higgins, Lord. She's uh, uh, having some uh, foot soreness uh, from some minor surgery she had. So we lift that up to you, dear God, and pray that you'll continue to bless and help her to get better with that. And uh, Lord, we just pray now that you'll be with us uh, for our Sunday school lesson this morning. Just pray that you'll speak to our hearts and, uh, Father, that you'll reveal to us what you'd have us to learn Lord, as we look at this wonderful miracle of our Savior walking on the water. And Father, we'll thank you for it. We'll love you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. So we're going to be turning to several different places, as you can see there on uh, the screen. And we'll start off at Matthew chapter 14. So if you want to go ahead and turn there, and then we'll be looking at different uh, uh, passages concerning uh, Jesus walking on the water. And uh, we've been looking at New Testament Bible stories. These aren't parables as we studied last time, but these are things that actually happened, amen? And uh, uh, they're not allegories, they're, they're, uh, they literally happen. There's no scientific explanation for them other than being a miracle of God. <laughs> and so we thank the Lord for that. Uh, but uh, so today we're looking at Jesus walks on the water. Again, we'll start in Matthew chapter 14. Uh, here uh, in just uh, in just a moment, uh, but again, as we've been doing, um, we've been kind of uh, looking at uh, some maps and stuff just to give us an idea. Next week, I'll try to kind of have a world map. Uh, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm losing you sometimes. I'll try to have a world map up to kind of show you where Israel's at, you know, in the world. Uh, some people were kind of asking about that the other day, uh, but uh, uh, you see Israel up there, the wedge shape. Uh, we've talked about this already, the big body of water about midway in the screen, Dead Sea, and then up above that is the Sea of Galilee where the black arrow is, and that's the area uh, in which uh, Jesus spent really most of his uh, public ministry at, uh, was in Galilee, and then he would go down to Jerusalem from time to time in different places, Samaria, uh, those types of things. Uh, but he spent most of his time there uh, in the area of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, which we looked at last week's really just a lake. Um, uh, not really all that big. I mean, you can see all the way across it uh, pretty easily. And uh, so that's the area, uh, the Sea of Galilee, that is, in which Jesus uh, walked uh, on the water. 
And uh, so last week we looked at uh, uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. And uh, after feeding the 5,000, if you'll notice there, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, and this is really key to understand uh, a lot about when we're going through a hard time or going through storms, if you will. But notice what it says in verse 22. So after feeding the 5,000, we looked at that last week, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, and we know that to be what we would call a boat today. It really wasn't that big. Uh, and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And so he sends them across the Sea of Galilee, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, well, they're going to head to Capernaum, uh, as we'll find out later. Uh, but the, the key I want you to understand is, is that, that Jesus sent the disciples. And that's always important to understand. Um, in other words, uh, uh, we'll revisit this in some, some detail here. Uh, but Jesus sent the disciples uh, by boat to the other side. So they were doing what God told them to do. They were right where they needed to be. Amen. And so we'll revisit that thought here in just a moment. But I want to go ahead and, and uh, mention that uh, uh, so you can kind of be thinking about that. And, of course, most of us know the story. We're going to read the story uh, and break it down as we look at some of these different passages. And uh, we know that while in this boat, the disciples would encounter a storm. The Bible refers to it as a contrary wind. Uh, and the boat certainly was being tossed about uh, and, and no doubt was, was pretty scary. But we know that later Jesus would come literally walking uh, on the water, come to them, that is, walking on the water. Of course, at first, we're going to find out that this kind of adds to their fear. They're already scared of the storm. Now they, they see this figure walking on the water. Uh, they get a little more scared, uh, understandably so, I suppose. Uh, we're also going to talk about how Jesus himself uh, I'm sorry, Peter himself um, tries to walk on the water and, and actually does for a while. A lot of people forget that. It wasn't like he just stepped out and sunk. Uh, but he did, uh, for a short period of time anyway, walk on the water. But we know that how he gets afraid and, and, and begins to sink. Uh, and then Jesus and Peter both, uh, they get back into the boat. And then we're going to read how that they immediately are on shore and the storm ceases. A lot of people forget that. If you read all of the uh, accounts in the Gospels there, uh, not only did the storm cease, but they were immediately to where they needed to be uh, on the shore. Again, a great, great miracle. And uh, so uh, in this lesson, like I said, you know, I mentioned that Jesus had sent them. They were, they were doing what God had told them to do. But in this lesson, we're going to see how Jesus teaches us, uh, you know, to conquer our fears and to certainly build our faith in Him. We always need to understand that no matter what it is that you're fearing, uh, always remember that fear is your enemy. Fear is a work of the flesh, okay? Uh, and we'll look at some verses. But just to remind us, in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. Uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, and so again, the thing I want you to understand is, is that fear certainly is a sin. Fear is an enemy of faith. It's the opposite of faith, if you really uh, look at it that way. And uh, so, so we're going to jump right into this as we have been and break the story down uh, verse by verse, and we'll come back and see what we learned from it. And uh, so uh, the story here, first of all, we're going to start off at Matthew 14. We've already looked at verse 22, but we'll look at it again. Uh, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and pass over the Sea of Galilee. Again, we read that in verse 22, Matthew 14, 22. Straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get in the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent uh, the multitudes away. 
Now that word constrained is, is a very important word. It means to necessitate or compel. In other words, he literally, you know, put this said, here, I want you to get in into this. There was no doubt that they were doing what, what uh, God had told them to do. Uh, and the, so they were doing and were where they needed to be. Amen. You know, a lot of times fear will cause us to doubt that we're where we need to be. Okay. Uh, and not just physically, but just, you know, uh, you know, in life, if you will. So, again, we notice that Jesus there, that word constrained, he compelled them. They were exactly uh, where they needed to be. And then, um, and then in verse 23, uh, we're going to see when the multitudes left, Jesus went up into a mountain to pray. Uh, there in verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there uh, alone. Now we know by this time that there is a storm uh, that has come, yet Jesus was praying. Um, and that's really a comforting thought if you think about it, that, uh, you know, we're in this world. You know, this world's often referred to, you know, as the storms of life. And, and uh, you know, not necessarily a literal storm, but, you know, at any given time, we're going through something, aren't we? There's some type of problem. There's some type of situation. There's some type of concern that we have. But we can always know that Jesus is always interceding for us. Amen. Uh, literally at the right hand of God, too, you know, which is also a great comfort. And so when I think about when Jesus went up the mountain to pray, we always need to know that Jesus is always praying for us. He's always interceding for us as well. Uh, and I don't know about you, but hey, that, I mean... Uh, you know, God's praying for us, amen. We don't need to throw our hands up in the air like our hair's on fire and run for the hills, amen. Jesus is praying for us, amen. And uh, so it's so important to understand uh, that as well. And then let her see, while in the ship, uh, the boat, the disciples encounter the storm. Now to look at that, save your place in Matthew 14. We'll, we'll be back there in a little bit. But uh, to look at that, we're going to go to the book of John. Uh, still talking about the same uh, thing, but from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 16 through 18, uh, we notice here uh, that it says, it says, And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come uh, to them. So Jesus, as we know, didn't go. Now notice verse 18, And the sea arose by reason of a great wind um, that blew. Now, Here's what we would do, or I should say I would do, okay? You know, all right, well, uh, the Lord led me to, to get in the boat and, you know, literally constrain them to get into the boat, and then the storm comes. My thought would be, we should have never done this. What am I, we should have never got on this boat. What were we thinking? <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's how we do, right? You know, we, we, we feel like God's leading us to do something, and as soon as things aren't exactly the way we want them to, we start going, oh, I shouldn't even be here. <laughs> But the Bible says Jesus sent them. Jesus constrained them. Amen. And so, again, I think that's real, real important to, to understand. And uh, so, again, they, they would think, well, you know, we've made a mistake. We should have never got into this boat. Uh, you know, we, we should have checked all the weather channels and, you know, and all these things. And, you know, uh, but uh, Jesus told them, do, do you believe, uh, the Bible doesn't say, but do you believe that Jesus knew there'd be a storm? Yeah, I do. I believe he knew, right? <laughs> But he sent them anyway, didn't he? 
right? And, and so, hey, listen, there, we, we really could learn a lot of things. Um, I've heard this in different ways, especially when it comes to missionaries and so forth. You know, we wonder why I've even heard questions, you know, to our missionaries. You know, what about your family? Do you ever feel unsafe? A lot of times they'll say it, but I've heard it from others as well. The safest place for us is where God constrains us to be. The safest place we could ever be is in the will of God. And geography has nothing to do about that. Amen. And so, again, it's, 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 it's all a matter of faith. Remember, uh, if you fear, then, then you're not pleasing God, you see. And uh, so it's so important to understand. So while on the ship, the disciples uh, encounter uh, the storm. Uh, letter D, uh, in the fourth watch, you can follow along there on your notes. Uh, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to the disciples walking on the water. We'll look at the book of Mark, uh, chapter 6, verse 48, for that one. And uh, just uh, getting a little, little practice flipping in our Bibles this morning. Mark chapter 6, verse 48. Mark chapter 6, verse 48. The Bible says, And he saw them toiling and rowing, and so they're, they're fighting it, uh, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Uh, and so, so we see here uh, that uh, they're, they're, they're toiling um, uh, trying to battle the storm. The fourth watch tonight would be anywhere from like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., somewhere in there. Uh, the first of daylight, possibly even. Um, and that little phrase there, uh, would have passed by them. Uh, it's an interesting little thought here. Now, it's not in your notes. This just kind of came to my mind afterwards, and I want to go ahead and explore it. Save your place there, Mark. Uh, but uh, turn to the book of Luke. Turn to the book of Luke. We see a similar situation, but it's the other way around. Uh, but uh, Luke chapter 24, we find the, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Remember those guys? And Jesus, uh, after his ascension, uh, uh, comes back and uh, um, he hasn't gone, I'm sorry, before his ascension, after his resurrection, before his ascension. He's actually walking with these two disciples and, but they don't recognize him for who he is, but later they do. And uh, notice what uh, uh, Luke chapter uh, 24, verse 28 says. We see some familiar wordage. Um, and uh, um, it says there, at verse 28, And they drew nigh unto the village. So these two men are walking with Jesus. They don't recognize him as, as Jesus. But he says, uh, Whether they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Now notice verse 29. Uh, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went to tarry with them. And so we read there a while ago uh, in the book of Mark that he would have passed by. Here, kind of the same thing, he was going to keep going. Um, but we read there that they constrained the two disciples. Uh, but here I thought it was very interesting, and I believe there's a great connection there uh, as well. And I believe that this happens a lot in our own life. In other words, Jesus gives an, an op gives an opportunity, amen, to, first of all, be looking for him. You know, uh, it isn't that we're always looking for him. We see right away the disciples didn't really recognize, these two didn't. The disciples in the boat didn't recognize him right off the bat, okay. Uh, but I think a lot of times that happens in our life uh, as well. Uh, Jesus passed by. Uh, certainly the disciples needed to take notice of him, and we'll kind of explore that a little bit deeper as we go on. But again, just kind of want to plant a little seed there, all right? And so let's jump on down to letter E. Uh, the disciples uh, were troubled when they first saw Jesus, 
But Jesus encourages them to, be, uh, to not be afraid, that is. Let's look at that in the book of Matthew. Back to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14. And uh, it says there in verse 26, notice what it says. Um, it says, uh, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, in this case uh, what we would call a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, uh, be not afraid. Amen. Uh, and again, there's a great lesson in that as well. Uh, just we could really spend a lot of time just looking at that. Uh, but, uh, uh, but we see there, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just, you know, God's certainly wanting us to understand that, hey, He's there. Amen. Uh, uh, and that is a great encouragement. Look at letter F. Uh, Peter temporarily walks on the water, Matthew 14. Uh, beginning with verse 28. Uh, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee uh, on the water. Uh, and he said, Come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And that's pretty amazing, <laughs> you know. Now, let's keep in mind here, uh, it wasn't that long ago, just the evening before, that uh, Jesus had, as the rest of the disciples, uh, had seen him feed the 5,000. And so no doubt, you know, uh, Peter was confident in, in the power of God, you know. And, you know, let's face it, for a moment or two, he walked on the water. I don't think anybody else you know, could ever say that, you know, that we know of anyway, right? Uh, and, and so again, uh, Peter uh, temporarily walks on the water. And then, uh, letter G, uh, he becomes afraid and begins to sink, verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And so, of course, we've probably heard a lot of messages, Sunday school lessons on this. And certainly, you know, he took his eyes off of Christ, started concentrating on the conditions that were around him, and as we we do, don't we? I mean, we just that's, that's what we do. Uh, you know, we're, we're worried about things, how this is going to happen, how that's going to happen. And so uh, his faith... You know, once his faith was broken, uh, the natural forces took back over. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, in this case, his faith at first overcame his fear, but then the fear overcame the faith. Okay? Uh, and again, that's us. I mean, it, uh, and it made it impossible for him to please God in this, in this, in this instance. Okay? Uh, and so again, a lot that we can learn uh, from there uh, as well as we'll, we'll kind of uh, get back into some of these. Uh, uh, I'm kind of teasing you with some of the things we're going to be talking about. Just want to get through the, the text first. And then letter H, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught hold of Peter, verse 31. It says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Um, and certainly that's, uh, you know, uh, something to understand. I, I like this because, you know, even though we fail God, uh, His mercy always reaches down. Amen? And, and uh, you know, despite our weaknesses, despite our uh, lack of faith, uh, the list goes on. Uh, he'll always in His mercy reach down and help us. Um, and again, you know, this, this event is really filled with a lot of great miracles uh, that uh, are, are going on. And then we read um, in uh, uh, Matthew and John, we'll look at both instances so we can get a full picture here. But it says, When Jesus and Peter come into the boat, the storm ceases, and they're immediately found on land. So we read there in verse 32 of Matthew 14. 
And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And then we, if we turn over to the book of John, chapter 6, John chapter 6, we find out some more information as what happened when he stepped into the boat. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 21, um, it says, Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. And uh, so again, another great miracle in and of itself. <laughs> they, they were just there. And uh, so, so that's, uh, that's the story. And uh, uh, I want to go ahead and jump in. We'll take some time for some questions or comments here in just a moment. Uh, but uh, so let's, let's get in here. What we learned from all of this, now that we've kind of broken the story down and looked at some of the high spots, uh, what, uh, what do we learn here? And uh, uh, so the, the first thing that we learn is, is that uh, uh, Jesus is telling his people, in other words, he's telling us this morning, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Amen. You know, if there's ever a day and age we need to learn not to be afraid, it's right now. You know, there's been a lot of fear-mongering going on the last couple of years. And, uh, hey, Jesus, uh, Jesus is still on the throne, amen? And we need not fear things. Uh, uh, and as I mentioned already, fear is the enemy of faith. We always need to uh, remember that. Um, and so let's look at some of the things that they feared. Uh, maybe on your notes. Oh, by the way, I, uh, uh, you'll see there when we get to letter B, that I left some blank spaces, and you can just jot stuff down as you want to, just to kind of, you know, so you guys can kind of interact with the lesson there. But um, uh, Jesus is telling his people, be of good cheer, as I be not afraid, okay? So fear is the enemy uh, of faith. Um, we saw that they feared the waves uh, and the wind. And again, we, we fear this troubled world. There's a lot of things in this world that cause us to fear, you know, and it causes us, you know, to fear financially. It just causes us to fear with the uh, happiness of life. And, you know, all these things in the world seem to work against us to cause us uh, to fear the storms, if you will, in this life. Uh, they feared someone walking on the water. Um, and, uh, you know, here's, you know, a lot of times we don't realize that God is in all of this. And, and, and His presence is near, but we tend to fear what God is trying to actually do, you know. And again, we, we need to be, uh, have those eyes, uh, that is that heart uh, of faith to recognize those things. Letter C, Peter began to sink because he was afraid, as we saw there. And again, certainly if we, we take our eyes off of, of Christ, off uh, His, you know, trusting Him, that is, and we begin to focus in on everything that's breaking down around us, uh, we will sink, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tend to, uh, uh, get away from, from, you know, really trusting God. Always remember that uh, that's where our faith is always tested. You know, it's easy to praise the Lord and say, I love Jesus when everything's going right, you know, and get all super spiritual and happy. But really, our, t our faith is tested, you know, in the storms of life. You know, that's, that's really where uh, we uh, understand uh, and learn a lot of things about God. Uh, fear causes backsliding. I know we don't often see it that way because fear is kind of a natural thing, you know. Uh, you know, who wouldn't be afraid, you know, if this happened? But, but spiritually speaking, fear is a work uh, of the flesh. Um, and the disciples, they were in the will of God when they were in the boat. But, but again, they, they, they were fearful. They'd forgot all about that, okay. Uh, they weren't focused that, hey, we're right where God wants us to be but we're more focused on what's going on around us. That, that's a lack uh, of faith, and, and certainly fear uh, causes backsliding because you're not trusting God. And certainly fear caused uh, them uh, to doubt. And, um, you know, 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure we all could say that. I know I can say it in my own life. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of these things, you know. Uh, you know, recently even in different ways, you know, it's, it's something that we constantly have to, uh, to battle uh, and to be aware of. All right, so let's jump on to letter B. And again, I just left some uh, spaces there where you can write these in for yourself just to kind of uh, help us to focus. So we're going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 6. We'll be there uh, for quite a bit here. Mark, chapter 6. Mark, chapter 6. As we uh, look at some things here, uh, the causes of fear for the disciple. And then we'll see that, uh, you know, it's, it's the same for us. Some, some, some similar things uh, as well. So the causes of fear... For the disciple, and again, you can jot those down if you want to. Um, it says, uh, number one, their own toiling to no avail. You know, that's that's another thing we do when we get fearful. We try to take things in our own hands, right? Um, but it says there in six forty-eight. Uh, um, you know, we we see we learn we learn something here. It says, and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh them walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. And so they were, they were certainly toiling, but they, you know, they weren't making much headway, you know, as, as understandably so. Um, and that word, you know, that toiling, you know, toiling in life, you know, you know that, it wears you out, doesn't it? You know, just, you know, you're just constantly toiling in life. Um, and when we get weary, you know, even physically weary causes emotional weariness. And when you get physically and emotionally weary, Listen, you're, you're going to get spiritually weary as well. And you're going to begin to doubt God. You're going to begin to kind of take things into your... Am I going in and out? I feel like I'm going in and out. Am I not? Okay. And you're going to, you're going to tend to, to uh, uh, you know, it, it, you're going to tend to get out of the will of God. You're going to tend to toil. You're going to, you know, I got I to gotta dig myself out of these types of things. And so toiling in life can weary us and can cause us to doubt uh, and to fear God and always be focused on... Everything that might happen, you know, or could happen instead of what, who, what God already promises us, amen. I mean, that's, that's uh, uh, something to understand. So, but uh, certainly toiling can cause fear. Number two, uh, contrary wind, you know, things not going right. Um, hey, listen, if you've been alive for any length of time at all, life's filled with contrary winds, right? I mean, and, and we, there's always going to be things that we're going to have to deal with uh, and to get through. There are things in this world that are certainly going to work against us, but that doesn't mean that Christ is not still with us. And that's something we always need uh, to understand. So a contrary wind had caused fear. And certainly the same things, you know, things not going right in our own lives uh, can cause us uh, to fear. Verse 3, the darkness of night uh, again, we see there in verse 48, we see there it was the fourth watch. Um, you know, this world, again, the Bible reveals very plain, this world's filled with darkness. I mean, it's, it's going to continue to happen uh, uh, until uh, we, we go to be with the Lord. And certainly the, the things in the dark can cause us uh, a lot of fear uh, in life. Uh, number four, uh, seeing the unexplainable. And uh, so we see there, last part of verse 48, uh, He, that is Christ, come to them walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. But when they saw Him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had be, been a spirit and cried out. And we know from the other uh, accounts of this that they were feared. They were fearful of that. For they all saw Him and were troubled, and immediately He talked with them uh, and said, 
saith unto them, uh, Be of good cheer as I, uh, be not afraid. Uh, and so, you know, real faith is, is still trusting God, even when we can't explain everything, you know. I mean, and, there's, and a lot of times the things that we can't explain is really where God's working, you know. But a lot of times we're fearing the very thing that God's doing in our life. And we tend to run backwards from things that, that God uh, would have us not to run backwards from. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm guilty uh, of those things. I don't think I have it on your notes. Maybe I do. No, it don't look like I do. But uh, hold your place there, Mark. Turn to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Let's see what Paul says about this. Uh, I think another important verse to just kind of add on there. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 and this really goes along. We know that it's impossible to please God uh, without faith. But notice uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Right? So if we have the spirit of fear, where did it come from? God didn't give it to us, right? So where did it have to come from? It comes from the enemy. It comes from Satan, right? So God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <laughs> you know. And uh, so again, we, we need to trust God. Amen? Uh, and uh, how we truly trust God is going to be seen, how we're trusting Him in the storms of life. And uh, so real faith, still trusting God, even when we can't explain everything. Uh, I go back to what we mentioned in the, begin in the beginning. They were right where Jesus told them to be, in the boat. Okay? And uh, sometimes we, we don't feel like we're in the right spot, but we are. And uh, so very, very important. Number five, uh, being outside the boat caused fear. Um, uh, Peter uh, certainly, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm always hesitant. Sometimes preachers really get on to Peter for this, but, but uh, uh, again, I don't know of anybody else that walked on water even for a second or two. But, um, but obviously, Peter in this instance was not spiritually mature enough to walk on the water as Christ would have him to. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know I, I do believe uh, God, you know, I, I don't want you to think that Peter should have never got out of the boat. I, I think God's always encouraging us to get out of the boat every once in a while. Amen? <laughs> uh, and so, so again, uh, you know, we need to be uh, willing to step out on faith, as we often say, uh, and, and really trust God uh, the way uh, that we need to. All right, all right. We'll take time for some questions here in just, uh, just a moment and some comments uh, as we uh, got a few more here uh, to get through before we look at... Uh, uh, the principles that we learn. All right, all right. So uh, let us see how the disciples should have had faith, um, realizing uh, they were where God told them to be. We read that in Matthew fourteen twenty two a while ago. Jesus constrained them. You don't have to turn there again. We've looked at it a couple times, but Jesus constrained them to get into the ship. They were they were doing what God told them to do. So in that way alone, they shouldn't have they shouldn't have been afraid. They, they were doing what uh, God told them to do. Uh, number two, not letting circumstances blind them to God's presence. We're back there in Mark chapter 6, verse 48. And he saw them toiling and rowing. So he saw them. Okay, remember he's on land. He sees them. For the wind was contrary to them about the fourth watch of the night. He cometh them walking upon the sea. What have passed them by? And uh, so, again... Uh, they weren't uh, remembering that God told them where to be. They weren't remembering that God was certainly watching over them. And again, we can do the same thing. You know, we can forget. Uh, our circumstances can blind us to God's presence. Okay? Uh, and a Christian ought not ever feel that way. Uh, that's, that's important to understand. And then uh, number three, uh, 
uh, trusting in God's promise. Look at Mark uh, chapter 6, verse 50. Um, it says, uh, uh, For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer as I be not afraid. Amen. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're scared of today. But if you're saved, Christ is with us. We know Christ is watching us. Christ is interceding. Christ is praying for us. Amen. So we need not fear. Amen. Because God is certainly uh, with us. Uh, uh, you know, also, we have to think about the Holy Ghost that's inside of us as well. And uh, so, so, again, we need, we need not be afraid. Okay. We can trust uh, in God's promise. And then number four, uh, considering what Jesus has done in the past. You know, often we forget that. I mean, if we all sit and think and look back when we've been through some difficult times, we've seen God work in other areas of our life. And, and sometimes we tend to forget that and uh, uh, take it for granted. But notice what it says, and this is really a key verse to all of this, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves. Um, important to understand. So we need to consider that. And then number five, keeping their hearts soft towards God would have certainly helped them not to fear. Again, verse 52, for they considered not the miracle loaves. Why, didn't, why were they automatically forgetting that this great miracle that Jesus had done, and now they're fearful, why'd they forget? Well, it tells us right there at the end of verse 52, for their hearts were hardened. You know, you know I think we have a hard time putting that together sometimes. Because we think, well, we're tender-hearted. That's why we fear. Not necessarily. Um, your, the hardness of your heart will cause you to rely on self. And relying on self is always going to bring fear in your life because you know you can't take care of these things. And so really, it's, when we fear, it's really a problem. There's a hardness in our heart. We're not allowing God. We're not really trusting God the way we need to. Amen? And uh, so again, uh, that's something that uh, uh, we certainly need to, to understand, okay? All right, okay, all right. So we'll look at principles to be applied, but we'll take a pause here for just a moment or two. Any questions or comments? Any questions or comments? I'm just teaching it so well and so thoroughly that everybody is, just has it all, right? Okay, I'm sorry? Oh, okay, well... <laughs> Uh, well, you're on notes. Uh, I, I, I can go slower, I guess. Okay, all right. <laughs> Do what? Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. So, uh, principles to be applied. Number one, uh, Jesus will send us into storms that we do not know are coming. Amen. You know, um, you know I think all of us want to be used by God this morning, don't we? Well, I want to tell you something. You're going to be used by Him, but it's going to be during storms. Amen? I mean, it's, it's going to happen, okay? Uh, there's going to be things in our life that we don't expect, but God knows that they're there. Number two, Jesus is walking on our storms. Now, that'll preach right there. I, uh, I've, I've got all kinds of ideas for a message on that one, amen? What a great sermon title, amen? Jesus, is, well, think about that for just a second. Jesus is walking on our storms, amen? And, uh, you know, and I know we've probably seen movies and different types of things, and but, uh, you know, there's Jesus, storms all around him, and I believe it was just, he was just straight and he was calm. You know, he wasn't stumbling around. He's, hey, listen, you know, uh, we, we might, you know, ah! you know, but, but uh, Jesus never does that, amen? <laughs> amen? <laughs> hey, he's walking on our storm. He's there. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. Number three, we must keep our hearts tender and soft so we can recognize our Savior's presence, you know? Uh, and we've already hit on that. You know, listen, if we, 
If we are in a constant state of fear about what this world's doing to us, I'm just telling you that your heart is not soft towards the Holy Spirit of God. You need, you're letting the world dictate to you about how you ought to feel about things instead of God dictating to you about how you ought to feel about things. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Right? I mean, it's the only thing it could be, right, as we look at some of these verses we've looked at. <clears throat> and so we have, <clears throat> we have to keep our hearts tender and soft so we can recognize the Savior's presence. I would recommend instead of watching the news, read your Bible more. Amen to that. Amen. You know, instead of hanging out with worldly friends, come to church activities every once in a while. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That'll, that'll help you keep your heart soft. All right. And then number four, Jesus is always watching over us. Amen. I don't know about you, but that's very comforting. Very, very comforting. That uh, Listen now, we're almost done. I can't, can't talk when other people are talking. So the thing is, is that Jesus is always watching over us. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Say amen. Amen. Jesus is always watching over us, okay? Uh, hey, listen, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to think about. Um, and again, we go back to our verse uh, that we looked at earlier, Hebrews eleven six. I hope you can see that okay up there. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hey, listen, fear, fear will cause us uh, to... Uh, not please him, amen. It, it helps, it hurts our faith, um, and uh, we have to believe that Jesus is truly watching over us. We need, we need not fear, amen. We need not fear, and uh, so I think that's a great, uh, great, great lesson. All right. So, any comments or questions, brother, brother Bob? Uh huh. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sure. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. God bless you. God bless you. That's right. That's right. Brother Brad? <laughs> right, right. Amen. 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 Yeah, amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah, that's good, brother. That's good. Amen. We're going to talk about long-suffering and patience uh, our Sunday message, Sunday morning message uh, as well. And uh, so, amen. Amen. So, again, God, you know, Jesus given us some wonderful examples here and, uh, of, of, of how, we need, uh, uh, how we need not fear. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else have a question or comment? Uh, Miss Barbara?
Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Miss Bonnie? I'm not afraid of China. What's the worst that's going to happen? We'll be nuked and go to heaven. 